0: Welcome back to the Dustin Oldfather Show, where we bring you extraordinary people from around the world to talk life, business, strategy, and whatever happens to come to mind to help you become even more extraordinary. I'm Dustin Oldfather, and this is my podcast. Welcome back. I'm now joined by Jody Rainey uh, on the development team for Kent and Sussex County from the SPCA. Jody, welcome.
1: Good to be here, Dustin.
0: I'm also joined by James Dl, local journalist and author. And uh, so, Jody, tell us a little bit about your role, and then uh, you know what's been happening with the SPCA. It's, it's such a uh, something that everybody knows about, but maybe not everybody participates in.
1: Sure. Um, I'm relatively new to this position. I'm not new to Brandywine Valley SPCA. Um, I started this role, I guess it's been about two months ago. Uh, Prior to that, I was the uh, practice manager for the health clinic here in Sussex County. And then I was uh, briefly was one of the operations managers over at the shelter. Um, My role now is marketing and, and development and you know, basically trying to get people interested in the programs that we do offer. We're not just about adoptions here. We're, we're about education. We're about affordable health care. Um, we're about uh, we've got a great program with donating food. At one point we had uh, a pantry that was only open maybe two or three times a month. And basically now it's open to every day uh, the pandemic. We've tried to be a, straight, or excuse me, a, a strong supporter uh, to keep people and their animals together. You know, at this point, it's tough to get uh, meals on the table for your family, much less your pet. So we've really tried to jump in and, and do that. We've incorporated kind of a, uh, a Meals on Wheels program where you know, you've reached out to us and we put you on our, our list, and we come around and deliver food
0: for you, Jody. Let's unpack that a little bit because you know a lot of people are struggling right now, yeah. and they love their pets, and it, and it, you know it, there is a cost associated with that. How would Absolutely. somebody how would somebody participate in that, or maybe share with somebody they that they may need this service?
1: Well, you can certainly reach out to me, um, and Brandywine is pretty pretty uh, visible, as you all well know. Um, So contacting the local shelter, contacting any of the staff will be more than happy to to jump in and and get you on that list. Uh, There's a community engagement department that we also work with, and they do the outreach programs that that help out. Um, Not only do I think it's important, one of the things my passion is health care for animals, for our family pets, has gotten so ridiculously expensive. Uh, You know, we all have a little piece of that, but one of the things that I think is terribly important is, you know, by law, every animal, every pet has to have a rabies shot. Um, And a lot of times that doesn't happen because people just can't simply afford it. Um, So what we recommend is you do call our clinic, our our call center, get on board with, with our clinic and we'll try. If you can't do it yourself, we'll find ways and try to help you. Uh, make sure that you're compliant, as well as that your health of your animal is being taken care of. That's a really big, big factor for me. I'm, I'm an advocate for that. I think we really need to make sure that we've got that available to people at all times for for their animals. And the shelter, or excuse me, the clinic, unfortunately, is is has gotten so popular um, now that Dr. Landon's been with us, and we've got a great staff that. Um, it is tough to get an appointment, but we do try and accommodate everybody in, in any way to get them in.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah, also I mean, I mean.
1: It's not just about spay and neuter. We are a full clinic that will uh, you know, take care of some of the things that uh, need to be taken care of and come up.
0: Yeah, we went through that personally recently with our uh, our kitten Gorky. I think he's almost seventeen. Yeah, and um, you know he he stopped moving around. He stopped moving. You know, sure. from space to space, and we recognized that obviously something was wrong. And um, it turned out he had another infection. He's historically had you know, the uh, crystallized urine, which you know sure. blocks his kidneys. Um, and then that, that had cropped up and uh, we were really fortunate to find a, a an excellent local vet yeah. and, um, and he got great care and he's still, he's still. Uh,
1: that's awesome. And that's, that's, that's truly what our goal is is to keep these guys as long as we can. You know, one of the things I think we sometimes lose track of or lose sight of is a veterinary relationship is the lifetime of a pet normally. Um, so when you do come, you, you know, it, again, it's important to have affordability because a lot of times what happens, people will put things off, you know, like yourself, you get a cold, you think I'll get better. I'll get better. Most of the time with your cat or your dog, your pet, it's not going to work that way. Mm -hmm. So the longer you put those things off, the more expensive it is to fix or to help. So that's why we really try to promote more of a preventative, and give folks the opportunity to come in and have that established relationship so that they do have their pet for as long as they possibly can.
0: Judy, talk to us just, you know, give us a lay of the land uh, for your locations, you know, locally and regionally, and, and, you know, where people could pop in. Maybe they don't know about where you're located.
1: Sure, Um, we are tucked in. We are in the clinic and shelter are located on 113. Uh, If you're familiar with the motor vehicle or the police department, um, we're in that general vicinity, uh, right on 113. Um, There are pretty pretty big signs that indicate where we are now, but it is the old SPCA. It's the old Delaware SPCA that that has been acquired. That's one of our facilities in um, Georgetown. The second one is the ARC, and that's over off of Shingle Point Road. And what we do here at the Ark, and that's where I'm located now, is we do a lot of transports here. So when you hear about all the animals that are coming in, for instance, from Texas at this point, they're coming for the most part here um, or any cruelty cases, they're brought over here where they're taken care of, vetted and, and cared for until it's deemed or determined what their next direction will be. Um, if they do go back to the owner, or if we, um, we've we taken them on, we'll disperse them throughout our different uh, shelters. We've got the shelter here in Georgetown and clinic. We've got the shelter and clinic in Dover um, on Horse Pond Road. And then we've got our other facility in Newcastle that is getting ready to move over to what used to be the specialty center. Uh, we're, we're going to be putting in a pretty elaborate facility up there, um, and also (laughs) the the original uh, location up in Westchester, where Brandywine actually is is started. That's the the headquarters. Jody,
2: could you you also talk about, while we're talking about where everything's located, Mm -hmm. could you also talk a a little bit about where your food pantry is located, as well as uh, where you You hold the the critter camp, and maybe talk a little bit about each one of those uh, items?
1: Absolutely. Okay, so the food pantry is located at the shelters. Um, so each shelter, from Westchester all the way down here to uh, Georgetown to Sussex County, has that, and we all have that same program. Where if you come in and you know you, you just don't have food for your pet, we'll we'll make sure that you go home with something. Uh, Credit camp is another uh, really important passion for me personally, it, Critter Camp is about education um, and having kids come in and have the opportunity to work with diff- different entities within the animal uh, kingdom, so to speak, where they'll come in and learn how to care for their, their pet or learn how to the experience of a farm animal or you know they'll come in, they'll do arts and crafts. It's, there's, it's a five-day program that goes from Monday to Friday. We are having a spring session, so there's a Friday, Saturday in April, but for the most part in Georgetown, uh, we've got the the camp that'll go on uh, for two weeks. There's two sessions. Um, I think that's really important. It shows uh, an awareness. It's great for the kids. Uh, It is, I will say, with corona, with the the COVID uh, pandemic, we are very compliant. We take great um, effort to make sure that everyone stays safe. You know, not only our staff but also the, the folks that are coming in and participating. Um, so, credit camp is a big thing um, right now. I'm actually trying to campaign for that. What I'd like to be able to do is have kids that don't necessarily get the opportunity to attend camp. So, I'm trying to find sponsors for each spot. Uh, we are working with some of the schools locally to find those children, but. It's, it's more about finding the sponsorship at this point and, and trying to get that set up and, and set these kids up for a little more of a success. You know, that they have a different awareness.
2: Uh, you mentioned, uh, Jody, you mentioned farm animals. What other types of animals are at these critter camps other than dogs and cats?
1: You know, it's availability and it's mostly driven for house pets, domestic. It's not so much the farm, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about different ways to care for different animals and and that experience but the main the main uh, objective is is definitely dogs and cats and house pets not so Jody, right, tell yeah. us? Go ahead.
0: Jody tell us a little bit about how someone we have so many animal lovers that are listening um, how somebody could contribute time energy or or uh, financially or, or, or maybe with uh, material? Well, how, how would people go about contributing?
1: Well, first off, they're always welcome to reach out and, and contact me and I will definitely direct them. Um, the big uh, resource of information is gonna be our website and you can go to each location uh, and it will give you all of that. Again, we've got a community engagement group or team of people that work with volunteers and have them come in you know we match pretty much the criteria of what direction you want to be in so it's not a matter of just you're not going to come in and just necessarily walk dogs or or pet cats there's other uh, things that you can potentially get yourself involved in well this is a little bit more, more.
0: Sorry, but that would get a little feedback um, on the volu- on the, the volunteer component. Um, I think sometimes you know people are excited about volunteering, but sometimes worried about overcommitment. commitment. Sure. Um, and then if, especially if you're a retiree, you, you, it's easy to 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 get pulled into in a nice way to, to get engaged and involved, and you want that that experience. But for someone who had a few hours a week, you know, or just wanted to to uh, try out that that volunteer experience, what would, you know, what does that look like?
1: Well, what we could, you would start with, again, with the website, and then you would go into the community engagement and volunteer. Um, it, it, it's clearly labeled in that website how to, to navigate to get to that. Um, and then you would express your interest. And, you know, for example, we have all the transports that come in on a regular basis. We are always in need of people to help unload the plane or unload the vehicles that you are know, carrying these animals. Uh, and once that's done, they all need to be walked. Uh, the containers that they've traveled in have naturally been soiled. So that all needs to be cleaned, disinfected, and, and ready for the next transport. So that's one way. Um, you know, the other, some of the other avenues are just coming in into the shelter and getting to spend time with the animals and work. But it's pretty much based on, on your time. I know that there's specific shifts and specific times that we have, just because it's our operation hours, it's not—it's um, it's
0: somewhat structured. But where do yeah. you need the most help? Right. Where Where do you need the most help right now? Is there a specific um, task or activity where you feel like, man, I, we really could use some help here right now? We're a little understaffed.
1: That, uh, to be honest, that varies, you know, from from day to day, you know, because, for example, last weekend. We had roughly 100 dogs come in, and so you have that rush of help. Um, now that they, once they've been vetted and they're set and dispersed throughout the shelters, it's going to be the day-to-day where they need to be walked and cared for until they're adopted. So it kind of ebbs and flows, but that website does keep you very informed um, if you have joined into that and, and have um, agreed to become a volunteer, there is definitely a, a regular outreach. It gives you that communication. Hey guys, I need five people to come and take care of this, or I need five people to come and, and be a part of this program. So we've got an excellent excellent uh, means of communication between just emailing and our, our large communication as naturally as Facebook. So that, that has always been that's pretty helpful too.
0: You mentioned that you had a uh, hundred animals that that were uh, that were relocated. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. That seems like a high number, or is that something very common for you? And then, you know, uh, maybe just talk to us about the mechanics of of how the animals get to you know uh, an adoptive home. Sure. Um,
1: what we have are different partnerships throughout the country, and currently, with the conditions in Texas, um, because of all the, the the issues that they had they have an abundance of animals. So what we've done is between flight and between a a bus that we've newly acquired, we're either driving down or flying down and pulling as many as we can, as many as these vehicles will allow. And then we're bringing them up, vetting them, spaying, neutering them, making sure that they're completely healthy and and ready to go. And then they're dispersed uh, through the shelters, through Westchester, all the way down here to Sussex County. Um, at, at, we deal with high kill shelters, so it's not just the weather or uh, 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 some kind of condition. It's pretty ongoing, but the need is there. It's just a matter of getting these poor guys out of those kill shelters and bring them up to, to Delaware in Winokill.
0: And if somebody wants to adopt, what is that process like now?
1: Well. It's pretty simple. Um, it's not like it used to be. It's a matter of coming in, we do meet and greet, we do you know, the introduction where we have the family come out and they'll select the animal naturally in the shelter and then we can take them out into a play yard or take them over into one of our meet and greet rooms where they get to spend some time and see if it is the appropriate animal. We do ask the questions about where you're living, um, and family members, we ask about if you have other animals and if what we do is ask that you come in with your animal to meet so that they can be introduced to see that if it's, you know, if it's a workable situation. If it is good and if not, you know, then, then we have you bring them back. And so we do keep that door open for, for
0: a little while so that you know, just compatibility, you never know. You mentioned farm animals. Uh, is that? Are there any adoption programs for farm animals?
1: No, rarely. I mean, every now and then we'll get a, a pig or a goat, but for the most part, or guinea pigs or sometimes rabbits, but for the most part, it's just dogs and cats. That's,
2: that's, uh, other- that's
1: more of our specialty. That's our lane.
2: Jody, that's, that's your specialty. But I'm curious, other than dogs and cats, what is your um, what is your most popular animal there as far as ones that you house and ones that are adopted?
1: What's our favorite animal?
2: Well, I mean, what's your most populous animal, I guess? What do you get most of other than dogs and cats?
1: Uh, we're pretty much dogs and cats. We get, like I said, we get the occasional bunny, uh, but usually they're pulled out of, of cruelty cases um, so we we try and help that out. Again, we don't get a lot of that. I mean, like you said, sure? I said, since I've been here, we did have a pig, and we have a goat. We had, and they've they've all they've all been placed and they've found happily ever after.
2: So so for people so for people like me who are who are deathly afraid of snakes, we're not going to see any of those at your. You are not
1: going to see anything like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is, no, <laughs> that's, that's that's not something we pull.
0: All right. Jody, what else do you think is important for people to know?
1: Um, Again, I really can't emphasize enough that we are not just about adoptions. We are here as a resource. Um, You know, one of the things that I think is different about Power Rescue is that we offer so many different programs and um, that we're so affordable. And I think that's really important. If, if nothing's taken away from today, I think that that is the, the, the the most important thing is that we're here to support you.
0: And Jody, thank you so much for the work that you do, James. Thanks for being on. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in town. Very good. Bye now. Hey, it's Dustin. I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a special report eight steps to seven figures. It's quick and action-packed, and I want to give it to you for free. Just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at eightstepsto7figures.com. That's the number eightstepsto7figures.com.